Alrighty. <clears throat> Ready to get started? Uh, yeah, run it. All right. This is the very first episode of the podcast, so everyone who's coming in uh, from the Uncommon Commander podcast, thank you for your continued listening and sticking around to listen to this new podcast experience. And to people who haven't checked it out, uh, hi, uh, I'm Cole. I was the host of the Uncommon Commander podcast. You will continue to listen to crazy cats running in the background of my recording. <laughs> and uh, I've invited the lovely Empress Quinn to come on this journey of just talking about magic and stuff. Yeah, it's going to be a good time. Uh, hey, gamers. Uh, we're out here. It's got that new podcast smell. We're having a good time with it. <laughs> yeah, and you can see Empress Quinn over on MTG Lexicon, the very good friends of us both uh, on... Oh, geez. Are they doing D&D on Tuesdays or are they back on Fridays now? It's uh, still every other Friday, I think, is the like normal schedule that they're trying to keep to. But I mean, things is in flux. So just like check out the MTG Lexicon Twitter at MTG underscore Lexicon for all of your updates related to that. Love those guys. Love them all. Love that you're on there with them, too. We'll be I will be continuously shilling the shit out of them as we continue to do the podcast. Um, we appreciate it. I always have such a good time with my boys. <laughs> so. Uh, order of business as things are new and this time I am attempting to have a semi-passable schedule for us to follow. Uh, mission Ooh. statement. What is the Hero's Blade vibe check? And, uh, I will be interspersing a very brief clip just right here. Do you know the card Hero's Blade? Hero's Blade gives Vigilance... Nope. And... No? No. It is a two-mana equipment. Oh, interesting. Hang on, let me pull up this card. You can you can cut this. I want to read the card. Uh, <laughs> cut it out. <laughs> Hero's Blade. From uh, the episode that I had with Jim LaPage uh, sometime last year, I think. Um, where he's like, what the heck is this card? I, I laughed so much at that. I thought that was so funny. <laughs> but what is Hero's Blade? So the whole idea was that I'm like, hey, as I do the Uncommon Commander podcast, would your commander pass the quote unquote Hero's Blade vibe check, a.k.a. does it actively benefit from getting a passive bonus from entering the battlefield and having this equipment attached to it if it's a legendary? Um, and Hero's Blade's a two mana artifact equipment. Uh, that gives an equipped creature plus three, plus two, and it has equip for four, and then if a legendary creature enters the battlefield, you can have it auto-equip to that creature. Um, and Jim was like, what is this card? And I thought that was amazing. Uh, and then the discussion ended up being that, no, this particular creature does not pass the vibe check. Uh, and I did it for, like, on and off for three episodes, immediately forgot about it, and then decided this is actually an amazing idea, um, <laughs> so we should we should make a podcast around it. You were right; it is an amazing idea. So uh, I'm glad to be here. Yeah. Um. And so, uh, yeah, the, you know, a one-off joke in an old podcast becomes an entire theme for the new one, and making people be like, "What the heck is this card?" is amazing. And so, to start the episode off, as well as just kind of catch up of what's been going on with Quinn and I the last little bit, um. Quinn <laughs> does, mm -hmm. uh, and I know I should have had a pronunciation guide, and that was one of those things that I knew I forgot to grab for this because Lost Caverns of Ixalan is out. Uh, Oger Axenil? 
Uh, you gotta pronounce that J more like an H. The the name is more like O'Hair Ashanil. Ah, there we go. Okay. So O'Hair Ashanil does do they pass the Heroes Blade vibe check? Absolutely, it passes the Heroes Blade vibe check. So um, let me pull up the rules text for this guy if you don't have him already. What a cool car! Like what a cool cycle from Lost Caverns releasing. Uh, gods that flip into lands and give you an opportunity to flip back. But uh, yeah, I'm extremely excited to see how those end up uh, getting played in Commander because I just like, I love me a god card in that format. I feel like every deck needs like precisely one god for whatever your creatures are doing to like pray to or whatever. And, and we're getting we're getting quite a good spread of gods throughout the sets that just kind of round everything out. Um, mm-hmm. But Okay, right, so back to Dino Hands here. O'Hare Ashonil, <laughs> Deepest Might, is a legendary creature god for two red red. Uh, he's a 4-4 four, four with trample, and if a red source you control would deal an amount of non-combat damage less than O'Hare Ashanil's power to an opponent, that source deals damage equal to O'Hare Ashanil's power instead. And when O'Hare Ashanil dies, return it to the battlefield tapped and tapped and transformed under its owner's control. It transforms into the Temple of Power. You can spend two in a red and tap it to transform the Temple of Power back, but only if red sources you control dealt four or more non-combat damage this turn and only as a sorcery. So it's kind of just like it turns into this land and it restores its power and then you can summon its like animated form again. Um, so the, the really cool thing about this guy is he absolutely passes the Hero's Blade vibe check because he enters the battlefield, he's picking up that blade, getting plus three, plus whatever. And, plus three, plus um, two, yeah. The, the one mana damage that you're doing with like your mana barbs or your pyrohemia or your reckless fire weaver or whatever annoying little pinger that you have is getting replaced with his power, which is now seven. Uh, and gamers, you don't have that many instances of that that you can take in this format before you no. just die. <laughs> uh, let me tell you, as someone who sometimes is like, you know what, fuck it, we ball, take the damage. Sometimes you're like, maybe I should not have taken that damage. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Mono Red continues to get really cool. Um, just get really cool and powerful commanders and toolkits in Mono Red. Um, and just kind of as a personal tangent, I, I, I finally recently updated my Captain, uh, Ripley Vance commander deck that I've had for like over two years now. And for whatever reason, I just never updated my Moxfield list, um, which is <laughs> wild. I was like, I was trimming all the cards out of the list. I'm like, yeah, I haven't been playing that card for this for a while. But yeah, it's when you start realizing how many different ways that you can have incremental burn effects in red um, mm-hmm. makes this guy an absolute house just as a base 4-4. Four, four. Um, but yeah, being able to more or less for free for the humble investment of two mana plus your commander's mana value, you get a plus three plus two bonus, which depending on your type of commander is either like the greatest thing in the world or not. But in this case, it a, a free plus three bonus out of the gate. Fantastic. Play your yeah, heroes. It's plays, absolutely people. fucking wild to just get that for free specifically in this context. Cause you're just going to continue lasering people. Yeah. Um, I do fear you're going to run into the, like, Torbrand problem, though, where um, everybody knows exactly what that deck does, so the mission is to kind of, like, not let you have Torbrand. Right, yeah. Um, See, the cool thing with these new, cool, mono-red burn commanders or legends is that you can kind of just put them all in your deck and uh, laugh when you're like, oh, my commander's dead, then it flipped into a land, I will now cast Torbrand and do Torbrand things, and that doesn't work. So now I'll cast, I don't know, see, uh, what's the new Convoke enchantment that does the triple damage thing? I just can't think of it. City on Fire. Yeah, City on Fire, you know, like we have- You cast that, or you got like Sir Imodane the Pyrohammer that you're just like, all right, well, I guess I'm slamming this down instead, and then she gets removed, and you're like, okay, Sir Care of the Bold's turn. (laughs) Yeah, like, we're, we're not lacking for options, and you could definitely make just that bonkers mono red deck that just does mono red things, burns brightly, maybe burns too hot, 
and and fizzles out but like that's that's the mono red cult life it sure is mono red is a cult and i'm drinking deeply of that like tainted libation um and then on my end recently uh as just sort of uh to kind of coincide with the the passing the vibe check just to to continue opening things up uh well you know warhammer 40k had a lot of crazy magic cards um but one card that i always kept my eye on and eventually made a deck earlier this year um was around inquisitor eisenhorn and um i'm still a little loose on the lore um but this guy's kind of sweet uh a four mana two three uh two black and red for human inquisitor, you may reveal the first card you draw each turn as you draw it, and whenever you reveal an instant or sorcery this way, create uh, Cherubale, a legendary four-four black demon creature token with flying. Um, you'd be surprised, depending on how you build your deck, how often or how little this comes up. But the second part is <laughs> one I'm a big fan of. Uh, whenever uh, Eisenhorn deals combat damage to a player, investigate that many times. Uh, and let me tell you, Eisenhorn definitely passes the hero's blade vibe check by going from two to five um Holy shit. <laughs> and uh when you start cranking out five clues each time you're dealing damage and in my deck in my brew at least and it seems like everyone kind of follows a similar trend like we're making eisenhorn unblockable um mm-hmm. we're throwing on brass knuckles you know maybe a fire shrieker if you really want to go for it um, mm-hmm. And we're going to be not only drastically reducing life totals, we're also going to be cranking out a bunch of clue tokens that can be used to make you dig through your deck and maybe find a way for you to pop out that 4-4 demon that, you know, maybe a maybe a cool block uh, or just a, a, another card that you can throw like another knuckle blade on or, or even if you really want to. You're like, Eisenhorn's had fun. We're now going to put the, the hero's blade on Cherubale. Um, and yeah, I've had a lot of fun with this deck, uh, since I made it. I know, uh, Universes Beyond is still a heavily contentious issue, but Eisenhorn's been so fun. Uh, the deck's cost, I think, at the lowest amount is still sub $50, and it has a bunch of fun spells in it. Um, I finally got a Cyber Drive Awakener, and uh, oh, Cyber Drive yeah. Awakener is a cool as fuck magic card. Um, oh yeah, that so, guy ends games. We love to hear it. Uh, so you know, you you make your clue tokens. You make uh, four four flying clue tokens now. Hashtag deal with it. Um, <laughs> you uh, rise and shine. Uh, fun card. Um, yeah, a lot of really weird, really odd mishmash of incident sorceries and artifact support in this demir aggro voltron deck uh coming to a commander table near you for sure had way too much fun with that love Uh, to hear it do you have just like the unholy mishmash of universes beyond stuff in there because there's that like new diary from doctor who that like taps for however many clues you have which would be just bananas in that deck Oh yeah! Oh, I got I got five hundred year diary is totally in there. Now, on one hand, it does enter the battlefield tapped for four mana, but you can at least pay two uh, mana anytime to at least crack it because it is a clue. Um, So it always counts itself when you tap it to add a blue for each clue you control. Um, So not only are you cluing, but you're also casting a clue to help feed your clues so you can continue to clue. It's uh, dog. I heard you liked clues. <laughs> <laughs> so if if you've ever wanted uh, to, I, I mean, the set also just had support like heavy uh, clue and food and treasure token support. Um, mm-hmm. So if you want to make that teamer clue deck, you could totally do that. You want to make that five colored clue deck? Go for it. Uh, that set's cracked. Um, yeah, and, anything with the Fugitive Doctor and Blue Mana, you gotta look out. They're they're up to something, and it's making a lot of clues, and they're using it to cast, like, seven and eight and nine mana sorceries for four mana. Uh, there was a tweet I made recently uh, where I... Because I've, I've recently managed to slot in Malevolent Witch Kite uh, from the oh, recent Eldraine set, where it's a six mana five four dragon warlock, which is a super sick creature type. Yeah, uh, I love a dragon warlock. 
Um, when it enters the battlefield, sacrifice any other of artifacts, enchantments, and or tokens, then draw that many cards. Uh, so, you know, make a bunch of clue tokens. Well, why not just pay six and sack ten of them and draw ten cards um, and have a flying evasive body? And I said the other day, I was like, okay, I added Witch Kite uh, along with Shimmer Dragon, which is another six mana flying dragon that can nice. gain hexproof as long as you control four or more artifacts. Very easy to do in the deck. Um, mm-hmm. And then you can tap two untapped artifacts to draw a card. So fantastic. Love it. Um, someone who was making a Fugitive Doctor deck was like, oh, I wish I could put both of them in the deck. And then I floated the idea of like, well, why don't you have a, a, a package of blue and black to go with the Fugitive Doctor? Uh, and then you at least get to play one of them, depending on the modular package that you add in. And those are the types of decks that I know are very, like, highly experimental. And it's kind of hard to always have, like, a modular pack that you, of, like, a color that you take in and out. Mm-hmm. Um, but floated the idea. I can't remember who I was talking to. I'll have to go back and look at that. But I just thought that was just a super fun um, idea. Yeah, I think there's a lot of options for companions and stuff. So you could really just like have uh, a doctor and then just like a modular series of companions that you swap cards in and out for for a different experience. It'd be pretty neat. And uh, I think I can't remember who also did that a few months ago with the Commander Legends backgrounds. Um, Another oh, yeah, cool I think, effect. Like, the Phyrexian had uh, a bunch of Abdel Atrians. Ooh, maybe it was light. That That's... sounds familiar. I was going to say, I remember light did that. I briefly did that. And I remember someone made an article around it, but I couldn't really remember it off the top of my head. Um, but yeah, modular commander decks seem really fun, but also... It's it's already time-consuming to make one commander deck, but to make, <laughs> like, maybe arguably 40 or 50% of a commander deck and then have two to three other 50% packages, uh, ugh. then you, like, shuffle your deck, you're like, hold on a minute, there is a red card in this soul tie deck uh, that, hold on a second, let me uh, double check my stacks here. It could be a little... Yeah, you gotta be deep in the sauce for this kind of thing to be appealing <laughs> for you. And I mean, I, I've been there, gamers. I've been that deep in the sauce. It's, uh, it takes the, the commitment of brain power. Yeah. Um, so yeah, had a lot of fun with uh, that the other night, and I can go into that later, because uh, outside of the Beginning of episode vibe checks. Let's go talk about some of the news of some stuff in the community lately or um, what people have been making content wise, stuff you can read, stuff you can watch. A lot I'm going to be missing out on because I'm not I don't have my hand on the pulse of like everything going on. Um, But there's been some recent stuff going on on Twitter uh, that I've been keeping check on. First and foremost... Because uh, I'm going to try to get this episode out uh, tomorrow. Um, the Wylan, I know you got to send me that. You got to send me your side later tonight. No, no big deal. Um, <laughs> so, um, if you're in the know, you know. And if you're not really that big on the community at th- side of things, or who made Commander, or who's in the rules committee, uh, Sheldon Mannery passed away from cancer recently, and. Uh, Wounds are still fresh, and, you know, the godfather of EDH is not a title that's just for show. The guy's left a huge impression on everyone. Um, And to commemorate that, um, uh, the Commander RC, the Commander Rules Committee, um, in conjunction with Hobbs Q, uh, Beth Queen of Cardboard, and... um, I am blanking right now because I'm trying to like uh, Logan, uh, Seraph Six. Uh, they're all making efforts to do a Commander Charity stream this weekend on November 18th and 19th for the Moffitt Cancer Center with a goal of $500,000, uh, which is pretty hefty, but fuck cancer, so fuck it, we ball. Um, and I'm posting uh, 100 emojis in support of that. Yeah, it's. Um, it's going on this weekend. It's going to be hosted on the Commander RC 
uh, Twitch chat or uh, Twitch channel. Um, there it is going to be two twenty. Is it two twelve or two twenty four hours streams? Because it just says twenty four hours, so I think it's probably twelve hours split between the two days. There's twelve pods. There's a total of forty eight players that are going to be showing up that uh, for those two days. Uh, with uh, an amazing array of guests, some of which I am fortunate enough to call friends and I'm very familiar with, and mm-hmm. obviously just a lot of other content creators um, for a good cause. So I'm going to be uh, tapping into that when I get the chance. Payday's tomorrow, so I'm going to be throwing a bit of money there when I can, and if you can, please do. But otherwise, uh, Twitter is basically just going to be blown up pretty much all day for that. Uh so fuck cancer check it out mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, it's definitely gonna be worth your time yeah um in terms of other articles and stuff going on uh i can highly recommend anyone to go watch uh rebel sun or sun rebel depending on which part of the internet you're on uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> go watch the LGS series uh, that Rebels been making uh, for the last few months with like, uh, I don't know if anyone's familiar with VTubers or anything like that, but she's basically been doing slight mocap mini episodes of of a misfit crew of people working at an LGS. Uh, it surprisingly throws a gut punch at you, which I did not expect recently, but it's a great watch. Um, and I just love, and you know, go check out Ripple's other stuff right now because she's cooking. So I love absolutely, but lo- yeah, the LGS series has been a lot of fun to see. Uh, come to like the the point that it is now, and just like I'm having a good time watching it. Yeah, it's great. Um, as of today, it's Thursday as we're recording this. Uh, the Hermit Druid, aka Nathan. Uh, is out of Canada and in Mexico, I believe, at the moment, or currently still in transit from the looks of it. Uh, He's currently celebrating the release of Lost Caverns of Ixlan. So that I imagine Twitter's probably going to be... His Twitter's probably just going to be full of that. Uh, Mm -hmm. I'm going to keep an eye on that because that just seems like fun. He's paying it out of his own pocket it seems just like gonna be a really cool thing and he's gonna be doing a bunch of recording and stuff so let's uh let's check that out because yeah we do from in terms of like mexican or south like american uh, like well part of north america and also like south american content creation is like not as prolific as it is just like american u.s content creation um, yeah, we'd really be out here posting, but, like, there's other homies out there doing the work, and we should show up for them and, you know, see what's going on down there. Like, if we're, if we're talking about, like, content creation in just different parts of the world, or just, like, how big magic is becoming, uh, like, some information of uh, certain types of decks that are winning or top 16-ing uh, CDH decks out in, uh, like, uh, CDH tournaments out in Japan... Mm-hmm. Uh, which is wild to see some of the brews that are coming out of that. Um, and my buddy, uh, one of my buddies recently um, traveled there for a few weeks last month. I think at the beginning of October or the end of September there. And he came across this super sick, like, um, uh, advertisement. I gotta, I think I'll, I'll try to send that to you later, Quinn. But, like, it was, I'm like... Damn, uh, magic advertisements in Japan are pretty fire, so <laughs> it'd be really cool to see more stuff come out of, like, different parts of the world. We know people exist. Magic is huge. Apparently it's the biggest it'll ever be, and it will continue to be the biggest it'll ever be. And, uh, yeah, gonna be inter- it's gonna be fun to see what other stuff comes out in the next few years from people not in the States or in Canada. Mm-hmm. No shade to any of the people that I know. <laughs> Please don't take it like that. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway. <clears throat> so that's going on. Um, uh, another member of the... Um, oh god, I'm stumbling here. Other member of the uh, Commander Advisory Group, uh, Kristen Emily, has released an article, a review uh, series of Lost Caverns of Ixalan. A lot of really cool cards in this set really complicated set 
I'm even played some cards where I'm like, hold on, there's a what counter and what's descent and what does descending mean? Um, so yeah, there's a couple of keywords and maybe a few mechanics. Um, just like be sure to read all of the cards and uh, look things up if you're not sure. Uh, they do try and do a pretty good job of explaining what all of the things do. Yeah. Even a few of the cards from the set uh, managed to make its way into my uh, Killer Queen uh, battle box. So we'll oh, be testing exciting. some of those out. I, I took uh, I took Damnation out for one of the board wipes that is modular, depending on the number, I believe, creatures in your graveyard. Um, so that was an interesting <laughs> one. There's a card that has Surveil 2 on ETB and also gives like card advantage and life loss effects and black. So it fit the theme of what I'm looking for. And all of the common rarity um, pseudo cascade cards got into uh, like the lands got into the mana base. So we're going to be uh, doing monstrous garbage uh, in my yeah. Killer Queen game, and yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to testing that out in the next few weeks. Question mark. Whenever that happens, mm-hmm. uh, I'll definitely report back when you get that done. I want to see what those um, discover caves do in the like air quotes real world. The real world. <laughs> Yeah, like, just like out there in the wild, you know, like at the LGS or on the spell table meta or whatever. Um, they seem pretty all right and limited, but, you know, I want to see what else they got. I think just having any one of the things I found about lands recently is that, like, I, I've had a hard look at some effects where I'm like, can I justifiably repeatedly activate it or do I intend to use it? And I think if you're willing to, like, let these cards exist in your brews, maybe in two color, I wouldn't justify it in three, but, like, two or less, you basically get a free pseudo-cascade effect for four mana off a of land, you know? Mm-hmm. So, having... having a- that's what you need after somebody, like, wipes the board and you're just like, okay, well, I've got things in my I, hand, but they I gotta great. get my engine going, you know? Yeah. Who knew having options on a magic card would would have payoffs? Um, yeah, discovered. Yeah, they complain about having so much card per card, but gamers, that's how you get the options that you like so much. <laughs> like, listen, I know magic has gotten more complicated than it's ever been, and a command, a legendary creature can have like twenty paragraphs in a single text box. But you know what? We all want to play it for a reason. I love you, Dark Lord Sauron. <laughs> Learn how to learn how the initiative works, and you will never be surprised again. Um, so yeah, let's see. So Chris and Emily, um, Shivan Butt's uh, new episode of Casual Magic is out with Mason Clark. Uh, I spent an hour listening to that episode. Uh, it who knew that basically magic tutoring is as surprisingly prolific as it is. Um, but yeah, if you want to find ways to like bump up your game, learn how to play magic competitively or otherwise, but also recognize that maybe your hair, I'm never going to pronounce this properly. Heuristics, I think is the word was used. I've only ever seen that written. So (laughs) yeah, we're going to just go with that. Uh, sometimes you just got to say it with your chest and, you know, (laughs) sometimes (laughs) heuristics are mm-hmm. actually going to be ruining your games because you're looking for familiar patterns to beat when you should uh, just play with your gut sometimes. Uh, which I do all the time, and it has never uh, steered me wrong. Uh, that's why you're a red mage. I feel e- that. Exactly. Um, so that is at least as far uh, of events as i'm aware of obviously if you got streams that you follow go check out those people there's a lot of them a lot of people i know and love are out there right now making good content playing with good Mm -hmm. friends so Mm -hmm. that is current events i guess um and then now our personal current events uh quinn what's been going on with you what new bruises going on what games have you had um, so I can go look at my spreadsheet for what games I've had, because <laughs> I'm one of those you're... weirdos who tracks that. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, couldn't be me. I definitely don't do that. 
I just like to know, well, it actually started to see if I could play 365 games in a year. And uh, we're on track to have done that. So that's exciting. But it also just like has a bunch of useful information to let me know like whether or not a deck is cooking and I can complain about why it didn't cook or like what happened. Um, So I know if it's like, was that my fault that it didn't cook or we were just like boned from the start there or if I need to make any changes or like whatever, I can make those notes in the spreadsheet. Um, But it's really just to like see what I'm playing, how often it's winning and whether or not it's doing what it's supposed to be doing. Are you getting the 25% acknowledgement (laughs) or is it more like, damn, this deck is popping off. It's like 50% win rate guaranteed. Um, I do have way more L's than W's in that column, but the important column is the column about whether or not we cooked, and that one is pretty consistently filled with hell yes and very few no's and unenthusiastic yeses. Um, but you, so you you've also made that mono black Ashnot deck. Yeah, so that's the um, <laughs> new Bruce that we're talking about. Um, yeah, Mono Black Ashnod. Um, I was hanging in a podcast Discord for the uh, Legendary Creature podcast, and somebody was posting about Ashnod. I was like, anybody seen this in the wild? And, um, you know, they put rules text on cards for a reason, and I needed to find out what the reason for it was, because apparently everybody else had looked at that card and decided, no, I don't think so. Mm -hmm. But um, somebody in the design thought it was cool, so I figured I would build that and see maybe what they were seeing. So uh, I did. I put together Mono Black Ashnod. I've got some knives for her to hold. Um, I haven't thought about the heroes played for her actually, but we'll see, uh, about putting that in. Cause like plus three plus O is like, uh, let me fuck <laughs> Ashnod, my dear. Let's get some stats. Cause all I, all I know is she's one mana that, that, that is literally the only info I can think of off the top of my head. All right. So Ashnod Flesh Mechanist is a single black mana for a legendary creature human artificer with a 1-1 and death touch. And whenever Ashnod attacks, you may sacrifice another creature. If you do create a tapped Power Stone token, you can also spend five generic mana and exile a creature card from your graveyard to create a tapped 3-3 colorless zombie artifact creature token. So the name of the game is Voltron, but also Artifacts, but also Aristocrats. Um, One of the best cards in the deck is Bloodgast. If you can curve just excellently Ashnod turn one, Bloodgast turn two, and you're hitting your land drops every turn after that, ideally, so you just um, attack with Ashnod, sacrifice the Bloodgast, uh, make your land drop, return Bloodgast from the graveyard to the battlefield, and you can continue doing that every turn with, like, netting a Power Stone. And um, I haven't quite found out what to do with my Power Stones yet. The That portion of the deck still needs workshopping, but I did include a couple of mana sinks for it, like a Turgrid's Lantern. You can Mm -hmm. activate that ability with the Power Stone mana and just force people to do the, like, one instance of a Torment of Hailfire. And if you put enough mana into that, you can strip people of resources and life totals and really limit what they can do to stop you, and then you win. So wait a minute. So you're telling me that you're not playing Turgrid for the front (laughs) side, but you're actually playing Turgrid for the back side? Yeah, hashtag touch nothing but the lamp. (laughs) (laughs) rather than ponder the orb it's ponder the lamp (laughs) yeah exactly um there's also monumental corruption which if you get up to enough artifacts can you can point it at somebody as a burn spell yes Um, yes 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 yeah i love that card it's one of those black mana draw x cards lose x life cards but this one is equal to the number of artifacts you control so if i've got just like piles of power stones or like worm coil engine tokens that i've made a bunch of or whatever if i've got the artifact volume then i can point that at someone and just like you can draw 15 cards and lose 15 life what's that? that you only have seven 
So, oh, so no. <laughs> that has been the thing that I've been running into with um, Inquisitor Eisenhorn is I'm like, all right, I do have one spell in the deck. I mean, obviously it's a bunch of artifacts, but I run a uh, Terrissier's Devastation, um, mm-hmm. which is a very good board wipe, a really cool one. X2 and a double black for sorcery, you lose X life and you create X tap power stone tokens. And then all creatures get negative one until end of turn. Uh, for each artifact you control, which, hey, by the way, I'm making a bunch of clue tokens, so this is like a no-brainer. Um, but yeah, finding payoffs for Power Stones was always an issue, but then I just realized you just paid two Power Stones to do a clue token to draw a card. Um, but also, yeah, Monumental Corruption is a, a cool magic card that I'm a big fan of, um, and I hope that magic continues to make these weird ass like commander but not in commander decks but they're in collector's packs commander cards that care about wait or was this part of a deck i thought this was i'm making i'm gonna be mixing things up don't remember it has it all blurs together (laughs) commander set symbol and i think the deck from that the um incubate deck i think orzov incubate made enough artifacts that this could probably end somebody's game so it's likely that that was in that deck but i don't know and uh i'm mostly playing this on Moxfield. i'm not like going out to like find a precon to find the copy of the card that i'm looking for so like actually being able to locate where specifically that was printed isn't like a high priority yeah um but yeah Cool cards being made every week. We it's it's coming out so quickly. My God. Um, and yeah, what about the games? Do you got that? Do you got that flow chart up? Uh, yeah. So I played Ashnod Flesh Mechanist last night. She got the L, but the um, hell yeah is absolutely in the did we cook column because we were just churning bloodcast and making power stones and um eventually it was just like people needed to answer what we were doing the other thing that we've got in the deck is like death touch guys so i've got grave titan i've got the nasty hooded blight fang that just like love that card whenever guys with death touch attack yeah so um we were just like you know executing our game plan and i think we can do that a little more smoothly with the adjustments that we made so i'm excited to see where that deck goes the other cool thing that I played recently that I hadn't played in a very long time is my Colfenor the Last You Lich deck. Um, it's Go an on. Absent, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's an absent tokens and landfall and life gain deck that ultimately wants to land Lich's Mastery or Nefarious Lich or um, just like OG Lich and take advantage of the life gain to draw cards and just not die staying alive long enough to resolve a scoot swarm and a blood artist and a sack outlet and burning people to death that way or i think we've got like um kamal the the green one from commander legends who can just like overrun yeah i have been burned way too many times by lich's mastery so i will tell you right now i'm already seeing red um but i also (laughs) know that these are like the types of effects that we get in magic that are so niche and so incredibly specific that you want to build around it and i've Mm -hmm. i've eyeballed lich's mastery i'm like could i make a lich's mastery deck and i don't have the heart to do it but cool to hear that you finally busted it out after the long time uh there's always i don't know i find that it depending on like the type of person you are you could be like me and have like 50 some odd commander decks and some haven't seen the light of day in like a year so it's like what's the point but sometimes you know you pull it out and you're like yeah this is the reason why i have this thing still sleeved up it's just it needs the the right place to do so exactly yeah it's kind of just this like a grindy and recursive absand deck which is like the the colors for that um it's not very stream friendly imo because i'm just like doing a lot of tutoring and a lot of like recurring the same shit and sitting back behind um 
tokens and gaining life and all of that. And it's just like, this is maybe grindier than I want to like show an audience, but also it's a fun experience to roleplay the evil wizard building a dungeon for my opponents to try and conquer and having this lich piece out that means you cannot kill me in the way that you usually would. So you need to find <laughs> something else to do. Like, like the, like the meme of the guy being like, fuck you to like the mushroom and the mushrooms like you can't yeah. kill me in ways that matter <laughs> yeah like exactly it's all about gun, becoming like, uh... that guy the mushroom <laughs> i was gonna say but also you do that like every time i play with you of being the evil uh i mean yeah mage. i'm always looking to role play an evil wizard it's just the the way that i want to do it that changes in that particular one it was like becoming a lich but other times my role playing an evil wizard is i want to be sauron and other times um i don't know i'm just like a, a phoenix caller and my birds they will bonk you for triple damage <laughs> sometimes but then everyone keeps killing your birds and you're like stop killing my birds i have to bring them back now yeah that's very less than ideal because the activated and triggered abilities that return those from the graveyard to the battlefield or hand are uh let's say there's a reason that it's only like arc light phoenix that you really see in 60 card formats <laughs> yeah phoenixes do really need like they need a leg up real bad i'm surprised they are doing the good work, though. We recently got Cyrix, Carrier of the Flame, and Othari. Sons and Othari, Glory. yeah. I was just going to say, as a bit of a tangent here, um, I've recently... I mean, I'm tuning Odric Blood Curse all the time. If anyone knows me, I talk about that deck almost nonstop. Um, it's like that meme, nobody knows I'm thinking about Odric. Yes, we do. Yes, we it's do all, you all talk the time. About. <laughs> Literally, I'm Bloodric posting like every day. Uh, I grabbed a few new cards from uh, the Lost Caves of Ixalan. Uh, Lost Caverns of Ixalan. Oh no, I'm mixing cave and cavern. Why didn't they name the cards cavern subtype instead of cave? Anyway. Um, but I'm always tinkering with it. And for the longest time, I've, I've been like, I can't not take out uh the alt art version of adult gold dragon um from uh not battle for Baldur's gate it was just adventure Adventures sorry adventure in the, the forgotten, forgotten realms. and the forgotten realms and i'm like i love this card like it's yes it's five mana it's a four three it's got three keywords it literally does nothing else goes flap flap smacking in the face but people Except respected me it up at night brought hasty lifelinkers they terrify me. Yeah, but um, but then um, Othari uh, came out uh, during uh, March of the Machines. Was it March of the Machines or was it in Phyrexia? All will be one the Commander decks. I think it was. Um, I think she's from the All Will Be One Commander decks, but I'm not a hundred percent. I will tell just for everyone who knows or listening to this, the Hero's Blade vibe check is about the vibes, not historical accuracy to magic cards coming out every goddamn month. Um, all right, all right, let me look it up. It's ONC, <laughs> so from All Will Be One Commander. Okay, so it is All Will Be One, but yeah, I realized that literally Othari is a strictly better version of adult gold dragon and so i was like you know what i just gotta pull the trigger and swap it out and uh people are like we cannot have that thing live what the fuck because uh that card is cracked when you start getting experience tokens off of it Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. we love to see her she's an army in a can and you board wipe and it's just like all right cool i'm gonna play this thing that has like firmiridin we're gonna make a rebel and then tap it and drag Athari back from the grave what do you want now one of my friends has a um kelsian mardu experience counters deck oh no i bet that was a really good card for them to get oh and you get Minthara uh, from mm -hmm. uh, Battle for Baldur's Gate. And Minthara is a crack card, too. Um, True. It, and, uh, you know, you start killing small things here and there with a Death Touch Kelsian, and you suddenly get, like, you know, ten experience counters. So, uh, it gets pretty cracked. Um, but we were trying to keep our buddy in check there. We kept killing his commander. We said, fuck that. He's like, all right, I have Othari out. We're like, oh, fuck. Well, he's already got a few experience counters out. So he starts swinging. 
mm-hmm. and we kill Othari, and he's like, oh, but the rebellion never dies, and he brings Othari <laughs> back, we're just like, I can't have shit around here. Um, but uh, he ended up losing that game, but my god, did the rebellion never die? We just kept, we just kept like, dealing with it. He's like, never dies, comes back again, we're like, man, this is now we're out bullshit. there fighting for your lives. It's some fucking bullshit. Um, but yeah, I, I constantly up tinkering with with Bloodrick. I remember you called me out the other days. You're like, so when's the other Bloodrick deck coming out? Because like you mm-hmm. you you have enough surplus cards to do it. And I'm like, listen, I might do that. Leave me alone. <laughs> I was thinking about that just the other day. Like, there's enough Grixis reanimator bombs and also five MV reanimates with upside that I can do a brand new Kess reanimator deck and repeat like none of the cards. And yeah, I, you can just do that every couple of years with some commanders. I think Sheldon did that with Carador a couple of times. I imagine just like, he did. Yeah, just do that. <laughs> like you can have your pre-DH version, depending on like how old your commander is. Mm-hmm. um and with like the the commander and like yeah there's just so many different ways uh that works out and it's 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 crazy it's absolutely crazy how many different ways you can build some commanders while mm-hmm. other ones are like you know how to make this everyone's running the same thing it's the most predictable thing in the world you're like yeah so i don't know audric 2.0 the quote-unquote budget version might come out at some point just because nice. I'm just running out of room. Um, but the current version I've had has had some pretty good games recently. Nothing super amazing. Uh, but some of the new cards uh, that I did put in from Ixalan are pretty cool and have some impact. So looking forward to do that a little more here and there. Hell yeah. Um, you've been playing the pre-cons I see you have in your notes here. Yes. Um, so last week on Lexicon, I was like, uh, yeah, it's Ixalan season, so I'm going to play one of the precons. And then I had chat vote, and they wanted to see dinosaurs. So we played Pantlaza, Sun Favored, and it was just a lot of dinos. And then we ate removal from, I think, the Sir Kara the Bold deck. And then we cast Pantlaza, and we triggered to Discover and found more dinos, or Ramp to cast more dinos, which Discovered. Um, So it's just like a lot of dinosaurs and free value. Um, It was a really solid experience. If you can keep hitting your land drops in that deck, you will continue to cast dinosaurs and have a good time. So what you're telling me is Cascade is good, but Fixed Cascade is better. Uh, yeah, because if you can't cast the spell, you can put it into your hand, and that's basically like if your Cascade whiffs draw a card. Drawing cards isn't bad. That's never been bad. <laughs> no, as much as I give Mr. Fitzy Fitch shit about it, like, all the time, just, uh drawing cards. Yeah. Got drawing cards <laughs> around here as I can play in a Boros deck. So speaking of drawing cards, weird tangent, yeah. um... I have rebuilt, quote-unquote, as I put here in our notes, uh, I've rebuilt the original first version of uh, Audric, uh, Master Tactician, released back in Corset 2013, uh, ages ago at this point, in terms of magic time. Um, <laughs> so my first commander deck was Audric Master Tactician, and as my first play group calls it, Captain No Blocks. Uh, I looked at my old deck list on tappedout.net, if anyone knows what that is, and oh my god, uh, that website does suck. <laughs> it sucks so bad. I'm so if glad. You know what that is, I hope your knees are doing all right. Yeah. You stretched today. I had to pop my hip recently, but um, so yeah, I... Um, I looked at the list because I was like, really? Like, how bad was I when I made this deck back in, like, 2012? Holy fuck. It was it was tragic. I, I, I was like, this is beyond painful. And White has gotten so much better cards over the years. And <laughs> um, not even getting into the numerous incremental card draw engines that have been made let alone like in the past year let alone the last five let alone like you know like it's gotten way better um 
And yet, despite the fact that I, I put the list out from just stuff that I had lying around, and I already know that, like, a lot of the cards are functionally better, or were, like, neat throwbacks or whatever, Fitz immediately called me out. It was like, there's not enough card drawn here. I'm like, listen, man. Oh, okay, there's the segue. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, speaking <laughs> this... of drawing enough cards, Audric, and I'm like, where's the... Where's okay, the Where's there. the through line here? Because I know you're talking about card draw, but I feel like that's not really the... Yeah, no, Fit... Mr. Fitzy Fitz... Uh, mm-hmm. previous guest on the Uncommon Commander podcast and the guy who always helped me open up the episode by saying it's fucking season whatever. Um, mm-hmm. Notorious Rustic Studies player. Uh, oh yeah, very classic drawer of cards fits. Uh, kills me every time because he's now gone from I put Rhystic Study in every blue deck to I put the one ring in nearly every commander deck and it hurts my soul. Um, <laughs> Gotta draw those cards. The man is addicted to card draw. So when he called me out, I'm like, Fitz, listen, I know you've been doing these let's, let's play uh, commander but we're gonna break the rules because that's just what we do on arena of the ancients so go check out fitz's dreams when you get the chance um <laughs> and he's like all right so i'm making brazella we're like okay i was expecting that much but yeah go on and he's like yeah i'm putting every single card draw effect that i can think of in white and i'm like okay I'm going to tell you right now, I don't personally need to do that to play my game of magic, my dude. I understand hitting your land drops and drawing cards is probably one of the best things you could be doing in any game of magic, as mm-hmm. long as you're not going to like risk decking yourself with no win con. But like, I just don't need to put, I don't need to invest like that. And so I'm just like fits, but, but I don't need to. And he's like, sounds fake, but all right. <laughs> <laughs> It's so wild, the different things that different gamers value in Magic the Gathering. If it's just like, at all times, I must be drawing cards. I have to have a full grip. And you're just like, uh, I don't know. If I've got like three cards in hand, that's fine. As long as I've got like my next I'm, turn, I'm I can chi- still I'm do. chilling, you know. It's... I just, I, I've, I found over the years that like, you know, every time someone says magic solved, or you gotta do XYZ to be good at magic... I'm like, man, I'm just going to be over here vibing. Like, I'm going to continue doing my thing, and that's just what I'm going to be here to do. Um, but it's just when it comes to, like, you know, I can't always continuously justify having, like, crazy draw engines all the time. And don't get me wrong, I do play them on occasion. <laughs> um, recently, for example, let's go back into Blood Troop for a second here. Um, the uh, bra- Brasses tunneling device or whatever yo brass's tunnel grinder i put that in the jun skeletons deck that i'm working on and Mm -hmm. got to play that the other day recently and the the mono red self wheel game is getting very good gamers i like what i see it's real good it's kind of crazy because like if you're looking at it from the front surface version of the card you're like, all right, so it's a three-mana legendary artifact when it ETBs, you wheel plus one whatever cards you pitch in. So you pitch mm-hmm. one, you get two, you pitch your full grip of seven, you get eight, like, you're you're popping off. I don't know how you do it, but then it's an artifact, so if you're playing, like, mono-red artifacts or whatever, like, you would love to recur this thing if you would just want to keep filling your graveyard, um, and in... Audric's case, there's so many effects that flicker artifacts just arbitrarily, mm-hmm. or you get the option to do so. And one of the things I was thinking of, I'm like, man, you just literally get Nahiri's Resolve out, and you end step, get bra- uh, the the artifact out. I can never get the full title of that card off the top of my head. I'll get better at it, I promise. Um, and then you just bring it back on upkeep. You're like, cool, uh, I don't like my hand, I'm gonna get rid of it. And then maybe eventually you're like, alright, I've descended enough times, I've descended enough permanence on end step to, to put counters on it. I will now flip it over so that my spells now have Discover, which is just like absolutely awesome effect to have on a land. Um, and then you've got like 30 cards in your graveyard, so you just XXX with the, um, or not X, but um, like white, 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 and then X is like five for your Ascend from Avernus and drag all of those guys back from the grave. And then it's your opponent's problem. Yep, it's uh, it's good times for Audric Bloodcursed right now, and I'm thriving. Um, 
but yeah, there's there's just so much good stuff that's coming out right now, and mm-hmm. whether it's Universes Beyond or Corset stuff or Commander decks, it's a great time. Um, in other events and things that have been going on lately, um, I got absolutely annihilated on MTG Lexicon a couple weeks ago for talking mad shit. Turns out, oh. sometimes <laughs> if you talk mad shit, you get hit, and then you lose the game, so maybe don't be doing that. Um... But yeah, I uh, I was talking mad shit to one of the hosts, Brandon, and he said, okay, cool. And then Quinn said, how about we kill Cole? <laughs> that is not what was said at all. I that had was no idea exactly... that that was going to be the outcome of what happened. <laughs> you were talking, you were fucking running your mouth. And then my thing is I simply will not abide a rattlesnake. So if you have one, I'm going to make you use it by committing a bunch of resources into attacking you. And that's what happened here. There's like the bitter heart witch who's got death fetch. So you're supposed to like be deterred from attacking that player because when it dies, um, it finds a curse and attaches it to someone. And I'm just like, all right, well, uh, I hate a rattlesnake. We're going to make you use that right now. So here's a large, large answer my threat. And then predictably he blocks with it. And uh, then Cole gets cursed with the thing that makes him. I think it's curse. I think it's curse of misfortune initially because what happened was he got curse of misfortune on me so that way every time it was his turn he would tutor for uh another curse and put it on me so he got the blue one that mm, okay mi- yeah you, it was curse mill, of misfortunes first and you, then yeah fraying sanity <laughs> on the upkeep yeah uh so he goes yeah it was it was brutal he's like all right so everyone bills half their deck and then cole dies and i'm like cool great love that love it I talk, I talk shit. shit. Get hit. I talk, I I talk bad shit. But yeah. So maybe don't be right of your mouth all the time. I love being the person sometimes where I just show up and talk absolutely mad shit. Um, but uh, more often than not, it has uh, been killing me. So maybe I should not be doing that. Um, maybe. Or maybe you just keep it up and refuse to learn that lesson and keep providing entertainment for everybody who watches you. That's what I'm here to do. Um, <laughs> and then um, and then in other kind of news recently, as uh, it turns out, going out and being social in public sometimes has payoffs. Um, I was invited out over a month ago by the Benoit on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, turns out Benoit is another Vancouverite like me up here in BC. Um, and he's like, Hey, uh, I got a crew that shows up on Mondays. You want to come out? I'm like, I can't come out every Monday to a bar to drink and play magic, but I will come out on every other like Monday or whatever. Uh, so that's been fun. And that's where I've been getting my killer queen reps in with some people. And then, um, other friend, uh, Joel, aka Enthralmond, was like, you know, uh, we obviously don't play Magic enough in person, but we do know some people. How about you come out on, like, Wednesdays or Saturdays, like, every couple weeks or so, and we play Magic? I'm like, sick. So I've now been invited to another playgroup, um, wherever we're gonna end up meeting. But the recent one, I went on Wednesday last week, um... They're like, cool, we're going to be playing at this dude's, like, office building for his work. He's got, like, security clearance and they don't give a shit, so we could just play in the big-ass offices. I'm like, (laughs) a word? Yeah, so we were in, like, a business room. We were, like, in a meeting room with a big-ass table. They're like, yeah, go in the kitchen and grab some, like, beverages. I'm like, what do you mean? And I go over to the fridge, it's just full of pop and water and... All this other stuff. They're like, yeah, make yourself at home, chill out. But meanwhile, you go back to the meeting room and the tables are so huge that you have to kind of like stand up and look over and be like, what the fuck's on your board again? Yeah, great time. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, Baller night. Uh, Everyone had a lot of fun. We shuffled up. I think we got three games in by the time I showed up. Uh, Played with friends that I knew. Good time. Played with new people. Vibes were great. Um... Joel plays a Karn from the uh, the Warhammer 40k uh, precons, the model red five one that like exchanges control if it's dealt damage of any kind, and then yeah, like Karn the, the Betrayer. Yeah, Karn the Betrayer, super sweet. 
uh, there was a lot of fun stuff that popped off because of that. So we were all laughing and howling, being like, what the fuck is happening as Karn was being exchanged, like, all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got to play Eisenhorn that night and had a really good game, but I didn't win despite all the praise that I had for it earlier. Uh, Bloodrick also had a very average but still commendable game. Uh, and I got to play mm-hmm. Will, Scion of Peace, and gain a lot of life and then have no payoff. Turns out, turn one Soul Rings don't draw your cards. Uh, so <laughs> even if you get your commander out on turn two, you're still like crying. Like you're like, cool. Where's my draw spells? No. All right. Cool. Uh, I'm doing the like Snorlax meme where I'm like sleeping in response to turn one soul ring. And then I'm like waking up and my eyes are going like real shit in response to turn one soul ring with howling mine. Yeah. Well, you would, you would like that. Um, but yeah, uh, that's going to be fun. And probably cause a, will be the cause of more stories for the cast moving forward. If I recall to um, uh, actually write down information. I will never make a spreadsheet, though. There's no way. You have to have a special kind of brain for that. And I understand if not everybody is interested. <laughs> yeah, ain't for me. But will be probably also a great source of information in future episodes. Um, now that being said, I guess probably to wrap up the episode here, because now we're clocking in an hour and I still hoped that maybe we wouldn't get to that point, but here we are. Oh, Um, sweetie, we're talking about magic. We're talking about magic. We'll go on forever. Um, so for our quote unquote new decks here, my OG Audric and, uh, your Ashna there, do they pass the Hero's Blade vibe check? Oh, shit. Important question. Um, I'm going to say yes, because there's just no good way to trade with a four power creature with death touch, especially one that I only spent one mana to cast. So people will look at that and think like, I can block that with just like, a. all right, well, I'll take four. <laughs> yeah, just be like, wait, mm, uh, mm. you know what? Mm. Here's here's your turn one play here, Quinn. You go turn mm-hmm. one, Dark Ritual, uh, Hero's Blade, Ashnod. Uh, is Hero's Blade two mana? Hero's Blade is two mana. Right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Dark Ritual, <laughs> Hero's Blade, Ashnod. Then she's got three or four power. She's and a fourth. Yeah, start. she's a four three. Still in bolt range, but still quite scary. And then you're already off to the races. Yeah, I'm good to start reducing life totals. We love to see it. So yeah, um, and I would say in my case, um, Aud- uh, Captain No Blocks, aka uh, Audric Master Tactician, does pass the vibe check because going from a three four to a seven seven, no, seven six, no, I'm doing the no six six six. What am I talking about? Going from a <laughs> going from a three four to a six six, and then we maybe as- maybe assembling an army of like tokens or small dudes or whatever and getting the three creatures necessary to declare no blockers for our opponents because that's just how master tactician works um Mm -hmm. or maybe actually just i'm starting to realize retroactively that my mr no blocks probably had was probably because of my gung-ho attitude maybe putting in double straight creatures and stuff like that would probably mess up creatures uh, people's board states so i think i will be slotting in that hero's blade and making that happen it's gonna be yeah it's gonna be interesting um yeah also final reminder for people turns out hero's blade was also reprinted in the uh doctor who set and it is a rapier in i'm just gonna assume one of the doctor's hands i don't know i didn't watch doctor who but uh, yeah one of the doctors does all like fencing thing yeah so if you want your regular quote-unquote bog standard hero's blade go get like you know the constantar cure one or the commander legends one or if you just want to be really fancy you can get the doctor who one you got options mm-hmm. but yeah that is it for this episode of the hero's blade vibe check quinn thank you for being on here at the start of this journey hell yeah thanks so much for picking me to come along on the journey with you uh oh Normally, this is where I do our plugs of where you can find us on the internet. <clears throat> you can find me on Twitter at UncommonCMDRMTG. And you can find Quinn at Girl Dick Energy on Twitter. Uh, 
But we also have a new Twitter account for the podcast uh, that mm-hmm. will be HBVC underscore MTG at uh, on Twitter. And it will be, <laughs> oh my god, why, I hate that I had to do acronyms, but there's no way to fit the full thing. HBVC hyphen MTG on Blue Sky, because uh, Twitter is constantly on fire, and sometimes we need another place to post. So you can find all of us there, and uh, thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Later, gamers.